it, God. I thank you for my helper and my teacher, which is the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I need you. And I know you're here right now to lead me, to guide me into all truth. Not only me, but the people of God as well. So I thank you, Holy Spirit, that as I go into this word, I thank you for enlightenment. I thank you for illumination. I thank you for light shining upon this word. I thank you that it shines so deep that it penetrates our very being. And when we open our mouth, as we go back into the word, we get revelation from the word, God. It becomes a consuming fire. It devours everything around us. It'd be like a hammer that breaks the rocks into pieces. It becomes a two-edged sword. God, thank you for your word. Quicken us today according to your word. Let your word be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Let the interest of your word gives us, give us light and give us understanding in all the things of you, God. We just thank you and we praise you, God. And I thank you, God, that I have been. I am. We are crucified with Christ. And it's no longer us who live, but it is Christ who lives on the inside of us. And you shall get all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise through this teaching on today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Daniel chapter 2. And I'm going to read verse 10 through verse 12. Verse 10 through verse 12, and then I'm going to go a little bit further. Daniel chapter 2, verse 10 through verse 12. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you that it's not about us. It's all about you. I thank you that this is your word, Father. So I bind the spirit of error and I loose the spirit of truth in this place. In Jesus' name. Daniel chapter 2, beginning at verse 10. The word of God now reads. The Chaldeans answered before the king and said, There is not a man upon the earth that can show the king's matter. Therefore there is no king, lord nor ruler, that asked such things at any musician or scrologer or Chaldean. And it is a rare thing that the king require, and there is none other that can show it before the king except the gods whose dwelling is not with the flesh. For this cause the king was angry and very furious and commanded to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. Let me read back. Let me go back to verse 10. The Chaldeans answered before the king and said, There is not a man upon the earth that can show the king's matter. Therefore, there is no king, lord, nor ruler that asks such things at any musician or astrologer or Chaldean. And it is a rare thing that the king require, and there is none other that can show it before the king except the gods whose dwelling is not with flesh. For this cause the king was angry and very furious. And commanded to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. You may be seated. I want to talk about the wisdom of God. We have been talking about knowing God. Knowing him as father. We have been talking about your new identity. God has been giving us a lot of things um, that he would have for us to know. And so the wisdom of God is going to be 
um, also a part of what I have been teaching because I've been teaching on the mind of Christ as well. And I gave you the illustration of spirit, soul, and body. Your spirit is the real you. By the way, we are a three-part being. If you go in the book of First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, I believe that it will tell you that you are a three-part being, spirit, soul, and body. Once you get born again and once you accept Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior, the part of you that got born again, born from above, was your spirit. Your spirit is, has everything that you need to function on this earth the way God wants you to function according to him. I want you to catch it. Your spirit, the real you, has everything that you need to function the way God wants you to function here on this earth. I'm going to say it again. Your spirit, which is the real you, has everything that you need to function here on earth the way God wants you to function. The problem is your soul connecting to your spirit so your body can follow. The enemy knows he cannot touch your spirit because your spirit is sealed until the day of redemption by the Holy Spirit. It is sealed. He cannot touch your spirit. But he's after your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. He said, if I can get you all tangled up in your mind, your will, and your emotions, even though you have everything you need in your spirit, you won't be able to draw it out and your body won't be able to follow. Let me say it again. The enemy knows he cannot touch your spirit. He cannot touch it. But he can mess with your soul all day long, your mind, your will, and your emotions. He said, if I mess with your mind and get it entangled, your will and your emotion and bring confusion, because where confusion is, there's every evil work. If I can do that, you cannot connect to your life-given source, which is your spirit. And that way your body is not going to follow the spirit. It's going to follow your mind, your will, and your emotions. For as a man thinketh in his heart, in his mind, so is he. If I can get you to think out Outside of who you are, that's what your body is going to react to. I'm seeing too many Christians reacting according to the world's way of thinking. And the reason why we're acting according to the world's way of thinking is because we're spending too much time on what the world is doing and saying. We're paying too much attention to the world instead of paying attention to what the word of God has to tell us. The more attention you give to a thing, you become a part of that thing and your heart become hardened. So even though I'm giving you the truth, I'm looking like a liar. And if you're calling me a lie, you're calling God a lie. And the word of God says, God is not man that he shall lie, neither the son of man that he shall repent. Have he not said it? Shall he not do it? Have he not spoken it? Shall he not make it good? You can't receive it because your heart has got so hard. And the word is bouncing off of you because you're spending too much time with what the world has to say. And what the world is doing and you're forgetting who you are now that you're in Christ. Let me remind you, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. 
My life is not based on who I was in me. Behold, all things have become new. The newness that I have is in Christ. And that's what I behold. And that's what I need to be seeing who I am now that I'm in him. But the enemy want to block that. How does the enemy block that? Through your eye gate, through your ear gate, through your mouth gate, through the things that you touch. He want to block through the things that you taste. He want to block all of that. Why? He said, because I don't want you to make a connection with the life-giving source that's in you. Every time you get into the word of God, confusion comes. Because the word brings you life, y'all. The enemy want to keep you out of the word because he know when you make a connection with the word, the word is going to become a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. He knows the entrance of the word is going to give you light. It's going to give you illumination. So he said, keep them out of the word at all costs. That's why he watched your every move to see what irritates you, to see what annoys you, to see what frustrates you, to see what brings dissatisfaction to you. He watched you and then he hits you with those things so you can't get into the word of life to bring you life, to let you know who you really are now that you're in him. Ask your neighbor, say, have you found out yet who you are? Some of us still don't know because we're acting just like the world is acting. We're doing what the world is doing. But until you know who you are and the only way you're going to know who you are is knowing him as your father. The more you know him as your father, you're going to know your new identity because you're in him. In him you move. In him you live. In him you have your being. Everything is about him and not about you. See, when a father raises you, now I'm talking about an earthly father, okay? In the Bible it says, we hear Jesus say, call no man father. I went over this. The reason why Jesus said it is because the Pharisees were putting themselves in a place of being higher than God. So Jesus had to break it down. He said, and you don't even call them rabbi teachers. Because he knew that they were bringing false teaching and false doctrine. But on earth, we can call our earthly father's father. Because the word says, fathers provoke not your children to wrath. He wasn't talking about God up there. He was talking about the fathers down here. See, when you don't have illumination from the word of God, you can pull a scripture and you can go off that scripture and tell people that scripture. But if you ain't been illuminated or enlightened by the word of God, it's going to throw somebody off track. Or if you know and don't break it down. Somebody's going to go off the first thing that they heard and the enemy is going to bring confusion when nobody meant to bring the confusion. They just didn't break it down. Oh man, this is good, y'all. Oh, I, I'm, I'm going to preach this. The reason why I'm going to preach this because the enemy was coming at me hard, y'all, for me not to speak it. He was wrestling with me. I was like Jacob. I was wrestling. 
I was wrestling with this teaching, but Jacob said, I ain't going to let go, God, until you bless me. So I said, God, I ain't going to let go. I I just shut the Bible and said, God, I don't even want to bring it because everything ain't coming together the way it need to come together. But God, let me know your dependency is on me and not on you. So I had to leave it alone. I said, all right, God, you got this. Oh, yes, he got it. Because God is bringing to my remembrance through the help of the Holy Spirit what to bring out of my mouth for you to let you know that God is speaking. And I know he's speaking because there's a there's a rambling going on in the midst of the place. There's a moving and there's a shaking it. Because when the spirit of the Lord is speaking on your inside, you feel a roaring coming up. You hearing God saying, speak, speak, Lord, speak. Because your servant hears. So God is saying, if you know me as father, as a loving father, and I broke that down because I want some people to understand where I'm going instead of staying there. Because when I mentioned father, just like I have an earthly father, and he taught me well, he brought me up well. And, and sometimes when our parents bring us up, they see some mistakes that they make and they don't want us to make them. So they tell us, don't go this way. I went this way. That's not the way you should go. But see, my heavenly father ain't going to take me no wrong way. No time. Ooh, he's going to show me the right way. And that's what's written. He's not going to change y'all. My heavenly father don't change no matter what I do. He remained the same. He said, daughter, you can mess up all you want. But when you come to me, I'm going to love you unconditionally. It ain't based on, did you finish school? It ain't based on, did you eat your oatmeal? It ain't based on all of that. It's based on what I done for you. It ain't based on how high your pay range is. It ain't based on how much education you got. Because I can give you all of me and surpass what man has come on y'all get off of you oh I know he preaching right see we base our lives upon what people tell us yes we do that's the world's way but if everything shut down in the world what you gonna do if you've been so entertained by the world's way of doing, if it's shut down, when your lights go out, <laughs> when storms come in and they're raging, and everything shut down like it did before, y'all, that wasn't really a major shutdown for us compared to other uh, places. Other places was more dev- in devastation than we were. But we knew we had a shutdown. But when we were shut down, who do we call? I know I ain't called no Ghostbusters. I don't know about you. We were calling CPNL, Duke Energy. We were calling Ford County. We were calling everybody we could call. When are my lights going to be coming back on? Did you not know it was man working on those lights and you cannot go above man? Beyond man in the natural. So our dependency at all times have to be on God for a shutdown. Shutdown is coming. And if you're not where you need to be with God, you're going to shut down. Listen to what I'm saying. God don't lie. Shutdown is coming. And you cannot wait 
to get in your word to be prepared. You got to prepare before it's coming. Now, God told you this years ago. He told Miracle Temple over and over again. Something is coming upon the earth that medicine will not be able to cure. You cannot depend on man to help you because they're not going to know. Did it come? Now, let me bring something because some people are saying, well, the word already spoke of that. Regardless of the word already speaking, if God ain't revealing it to you, you just read the word. But God used somebody to tell you, prepare. That's what he does. Then later on, God come right back in here and says something else coming behind COVID. Who heard it? Who heard it? And man ain't going to be able to deal with it. Hmm. And there's something else coming behind that. That's why God said it's coming in the shutdown. Some of y'all still trying to figure out what you need to do. And God is telling you what to do. But people don't believe this. Let me go back. Let me go back. Listen at this. The Chaldeans answered before the king and said, there is not a man upon the earth that can show the king's matter. Therefore, there is no king, lord, no ruler that asks such things at at any magician or scrologer or Chaldean. And it is a rare thing that the king require. And there is none other that can show it before the king except the gods whose dwelling is not in the flesh. Even the astrologers knew. The musicians, the sorcerers, the Chaldeans, all of them knew it's not a man on this earth, king, that can tell you. See, the king had a dream and it disturbed him. And he wanted those, you know, astrologers. He wanted all of those scientists. He wanted all those people. Reveal to me this dream. Tell me why I'm so troubled about this dream. They told him, this is what I love. And hear me, y'all. It's going to get to the place. Y'all going to hear a man. And this man is going to say, we don't have an answer. There's nothing that we can tell you. Only thing we can say to you is save yourself. Write that down. Write it down. It's going to come where man is going to say, there's nothing we can do to save you. The only thing we can tell you is save yourself. Write it down. It's coming. Believe it or not, It's coming. They're going to get so humble because everything they're trying is not going to work. It's not going to work. It's going to seem as if it's working, but it's going to come back where it's not working. They're going to be working overtime trying to make it work because man don't want to bow down. Because man want to be exalted because that's Satan himself. And this is what Satan does. Satan will keep working and working and working and working with man until he know I can let them fall now because there's nothing that can be done. 
Satan's job is he want to make God look bad. He want to make God look like he's not God and he's using church folks to do it. Don't knock me down because I believe what he says. Don't make me feel like I don't know what I'm talking about because of what you heard. Don't make me feel like I'm making a wrong decision because I hear God. If that's what you choose to do, that's what you choose to do. But don't put me out there like I don't know if I know my father. Because you ain't putting me out there, you putting him out there. Oh, I'm going there. I have to go there because the church is literally dying. The church is literally falling apart. Because they're not setting their mind on things above. They're putting their minds on things of this earth. The Bible says set your mind on things above and keep it set. When you set your alarm clock, you set that alarm clock for a time for that clock to wake you up. But I got news for you. God already got you set to wake you up. When your mind line up with time... (laughs) Nobody have to set a clock because you pop up at the same time. Your eyes pop up. Oh, yep, that's the time. Because your mind has been set. But when you're depending on alarm clock, you your mind ain't set because you're depending on that clock. And if that clock don't go off, oh, I'm late. Y'all, let me give y'all something funny. And I think Quisha may know what I'm getting ready to say. My little Jada poo. I always talk about Jada. I talk about Yana, but that little Jada, Jada Pooh, they had their alarm clock set. Quisha did. To get up for work. Is that right, Quisha? So Quisha lay in there and woke up. The alarm didn't go off. So she asked Jada about the alarm. And I believe Jada told Quisha she turned off the alarm. Quisha said, why did you turn off the alarm? Because it was annoying. She had, see what I'm saying? She depended on the clock, but Jada fixed the clock. Jada was up on time. <laughs> and she was watching what she wanted to watch and said it was annoying her, keeping her from what she needed to do. So what am I saying? You cannot depend on no clock. You cannot depend on man-made stuff because it breaks down, people. They make it to last for so many years. Come on. After them years are up, it's dying. They couldn't go beyond. Come on, I'm helping you. They can't go beyond those years. Why do you think Apple have so many iPhones and iMacs and all of this? Because when the old stuff dies, they ain't replacing it. They're trying to make money. So you're trying to fix something old. And the new has, oops. Y'all don't get it? Even Apple got that right. You trying to work on old and God said, I want you to be in the new. And this newness of life. So we're trying to keep ourselves instead of being kept by God. God will keep you if you want to be kept. If you want to be kept by God, I assure you, he will keep you. He have kept me and my husband from some, from some horrific stuff. That y'all don't even know nothing about. But I will tell him that ain't what you said. You got to honor what you said. And I commanded to come to my house. Because that's what you said. 
And God honored his word. God gave me peace even when I didn't see it in the natural. He gave me some peace letting me know I'm going to give you some of my shalom. I'm going to give you some of my peace that's going to keep you in perfect peace as your mind stay on me. Because you trust in me. You trust in my word. You trust in what I'm doing in your life. So I'm going to keep you in complete peace. That means financially. That means physically. That means spiritually. That means even protecting you. I'm going to keep you in some peace. So God, this man is saying, you cannot depend on man, king. Ain't no man on this earth can tell you what you want. The king got mad. Well, I'm going to kill you all. But there were some men with um, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and begin to go and Daniel. And what Daniel did when he heard about, they're going to kill us all. This is what Daniel did. He stepped in and he went and got with his three companions. And the first thing that Daniel said, which the church is missing. Let me tell you what Daniel told him. Oh, God is so good. Go with me to the next part of this. See, when everything else fell, God steps in. There is no failure with God. Verse 17. So we know that Daniel went to his companions, and this is what Daniel said. Daniel asked his friends to pray, asked that the God of heaven would show them mercy, compassion, and help them to understand the secret mystery so he and his friends would be not, not be killed, perish with the other wise men of Babylon. Look what he did. He went to them. The church is missing prayer. The church is missing communicating with God. We have, God is there for us to communicate. Prayer is just communication with God. It's just going to God in our time of trouble and we're seeking his wisdom, his way of being and his way of doing. That's what wisdom is. We're going to him and we're seeking God. God, how would you handle this situation? Come on, he's my father. So I'm going to my father and I'm saying, Father, how would you handle this situation? Lord, what do you want us to do in the midst of this situation? They didn't go to man. They went to their heavenly father who's in heaven. This is what we miss. We have too much communication with man to ask man what we should do in every situation. And they're just man. They're not God. Not unless they have accepted God as their Lord and their Savior. And everybody that say they know him, they do not know him. They have not accepted him for real. And I'm going to get there. Lord, help me. I'm going to get there. Because it's some people saying yes to God, but it ain't a true yes. And we need to come out of this foolishness in the church. Because when you truly accept him, look at what Daniel did. He said, let's go ask God. Let's see what God has to say concerning this. Because he knew his father well enough to know you ain't going to leave us like this. God, you got a plan and a purpose for my life. And my life ain't ending like this. This is not what you told me. When you know your plan and purpose for your life, what God has called you to do, See, when God told me my plan and purpose to root up and tear down the strongholds off his people, the devil tried to kill me many a times. 
many a times and I knew he was trying to kill me. But the Lord would send people. And these people had to be from God because every time they would look at me, they say, the devil is trying to kill you. Because see, when you are truly a, a saint of God, a set apart saint that love God, people want the best for God, people, the enemy is going to try to kill you. And I remember when I was told that God clarified it in a dream. The enemy used my mother. The first time I met her in a dream, God was having me and her to stand together. And as I put my hands in her hands, she went down, but I stayed up. And God used her symbolically to let me know. Now, let me tell y'all this. A mantle in somebody's life, like Elijah, passed a mantle to Elijah. He just carried on the ministry. That's what a mantle is where you carry on someone else ministry where they left off. So God let me know, I'm going to have you to carry your mother's ministry where she left off. She's not here, but I'm going to let you carry that ministry. Some things that she did may not be what I do, but we still carrying out what God wants to be carried out. The second dream, I saw a woman on the pulpit. This woman had on a black hat. She was dressed in black. She come off the pulpit. And I asked her, I said, are you my mother? She grabbed my arm tight. And she didn't say she was my mother, but she said, you got to come with me. I pulled away from her and I said, I'm not coming. I'm not leaving until I fulfill what God has called me to do. Woke up and the Lord said, the devil is trying to kill you. Went to a service. I told y'all this. He told me to dress in red, all over in red. Y'all know red is blood, but I, I just dressed in red. And I got so weak in the service that I couldn't even stand up. God said, I want you to continue to stand up and just praise me while you're in this service. And I was just praising, feel like I was going to fall out. He said, just continue to praise me. Next thing I know, the woman that was up there, she said, the one that's in red, come up here now. She began to prophesy over my life. She said, the devil is trying to kill you, but God. See, let me tell you something. When God got a call on your life, the enemy going to use whomever he can to weigh you down with distraction. He's going to use whatever he can to try to slay you. But I'm going to be like David. I'm going to let Goliath know. See, you got to let Goliath know. You may be big, but you coming down. See, our problem is... We still wait on man to tell us something. I wait on no man but God. And if man tell me, I'm going to search the scripture. And I'm going to see if it's coming from God. Do you know why we accept so much from man and just grab it? Because it feels good at the time. But when you grab it, you need to grab it and say, Holy Spirit, I need for you to reveal this to me. I need for you to show me what need to be shown out of what was said. And until that time, put it on the shelf. Because if it's of God, it's going to come to pass. So you got to ride it out. But if it's not of God, you don't accept that. Because the Holy Spirit is going to let you know what's of God and what's not of God. Because he only testifies according to the truth. So quit grabbing every wind of doctrine and saying it's God. When you ain't been in this word for yourself. See, some of us, I'm just going to say it, we're lazy Christians because I used to be one. 
We go all over everywhere to hear what a prophet got to say because we're too lazy to hear God for ourselves. You don't need a prophet to tell you what God is saying. That's why you have the Holy Spirit. The prophet come in to give you what's already been said. I am so tired of prophets thinking that they're above God. I'm so tired of it. You put a, a, a prophet, I'm prophetess so-and-so, so everybody's waiting on what you got to tell me. Get in your word. Because a prophet is only going to confirm what God has already said. A prophet is going to come in. They'll give you an open rebuke. Yes, they will. Because if it ain't lining up with the word of God, uh-uh, that's not what the word says. See, when you don't know the fivefold and how they're supposed to operate, you're going to accept any and everything because you ain't in the word yourself. Come on, we got to quit being lazy Christians. We got to get up a little bit early and say, God, I want to hear you for myself. I don't want to keep going to my husband and saying, what did the Lord say to you? I don't want um, him to keep coming to me and say, what did the Lord say to you? I'm going to say, what did he say to you first and foremost? See, when we depend on somebody, we're putting a weight on them and we're making them God even though he's in them. See, because when my husband wanted to come off the job, I already knew what God said. He told me he was coming off the job. He didn't tell me when, but I didn't tell him. He said, what is God saying? I say, you need to ask him for yourself. Let me tell you why I told him that. Because it ain't going to be my fault <laughs> when he come off and he ain't living up to what God wanted him to live up. It's your fault we ain't got no money. You don't just tell people stuff that they want to hear. Even though you know, because it's a time to reveal, y'all. You don't reveal everything, God. Quit revealing these dreams that you're having of concerning people about death. And you only know if it's from God. Oh, Lord, I seen somebody die last night. And you're watching them. As soon as they, oh, Lord, that's what they were doing in the dream. They were sneezing and doing all this. Oh, Lord, the time, how am I going to tell them they're getting ready to die? That can be a familiar spirit operating through you because they got a fear of death on their life. So you don't just tell everybody every dream you have. You went to bed eating cocoa puffs, people. You went to bed eating some strange stuff. Now you having some strange dreams and all of a sudden death is coming. Death is already here, but God is giving you life. I hope y'all learning some stuff. Because God is telling you right now. I hope you, some people catch on slower than others. But let me tell you what helps you catch on together. The Holy Spirit. When you let him teach you. What I'm teaching to you won't be far off from you. But when you never allow him to teach you. That's why he says that the anointing from God, which is the Holy Spirit, would teach you all things. Man don't need to teach you. You do need teachers. But when you get alone with God, those teachers ain't in your house. So the Holy Spirit will begin to teach you what need to be taught now. If you wait on him, if you call on him, we act like we don't have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. See, if I say Holy Ghost, people say his name is the Holy Spirit. He's Holy Ghost too. Go in your Bible and call him Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit. He's still holy. 
See, we get so prideful and we get so religious. We have some religious folks, not relationship folks. See, re- religious folks come up with their own false doctrine. That's how the Sadducees and the, and the Pharisees was. They come up with their own doctrine and, and this is what they do. They come up with it so well that they want to get a group of people to come in with that group and get their mind so messed up that when they come into the real stuff, they shunning you like, y'all just unlearned. The traditions of men make the word of God of none effect. So if the word is not working in your life, you're doing it traditionally. If you ain't seeing change in your life, it's being done traditionally or it's being done in doubt and unbelief. So we see what Daniel did. First of all, let us pray. See, we got to go to God first. We got to go to him first in all things. Y'all, he's the first and the last. He's the beginning and the end. He's the creator and maker of all things. He's alpha and omega. Come on, y'all. Don't y'all know who he is? He's the amen. Hallelujah. He's the Lord of lords. He's the king of kings. So I want to go to someone that know everything, that's all powerful, that's all knowing, that's ever present. Come on. I want to go to that one. I want to go to the one that can give me an answer when I call on him and show me great and mighty things that I don't know and man don't know. So I got to go to the almighty God, the all sufficient one and say, here I am. I bow myself before you because I don't know. I'm getting me out the way because me don't want to mess up this thing. So here I am, God. Prayer. We're too much in the way. Come on. We're staying too much in cemetery school. Yeah. We got so many people that want to quote the quote, but ain't living it. All that got to go together. We got so many people that want to impress man so much that we ain't hearing what the Holy Spirit have to say because we want to be right. We want people to know that we're right. So Daniel, he went to them and he said, come on, we're going to pray and we're going to seek God, which is in heaven. He put it to his father. Now listen what happened in verse 19. I'm reading out the expanded Bible. It says, during the night, ooh, won't God come at you? During the night, God explained, listen to this, reveal the secret, the mystery to Daniel in a vision. Then Daniel praised, blessed the God of heaven. Daniel said, praise, blessed be God, the name of God forever and ever. Because he has wisdom, listen at this, and power and might. He changes the times and the seasons of the year. He takes away the power of, removes, disposes kings, and gives their power to a new set of kings. He gives wisdom, listen, to those who are wise and knowledge, to those who understand. He makes known, reveals secrets that are deep and hidden, deep and secret things. He knows what is hidden in darkness and light is all around, dwells with him. I thank you and praise you, God of my ancestors, fathers, because you have given me wisdom and power, might. You have told me what we asked of you, told us about the king's dream and matter. Daniel Nim didn't get this. From no earthly man. 
They got this from God Almighty. This was God's wisdom concerning this matter. So you tell me, please somebody tell me, how is it that man has the final authority? When the Bible said the word is the final authority, God's word is wisdom. So why are we leaning on man in this time? And this hour when everything is out amongst us. Why? Because that's what we used to. That's who we trust. That's who we believe. We feel they got all those years of scientific stuff that they know. And I'm not saying they don't know, but they don't know God. And God knows more than they know. When you put them in the place of God, that's who you need to follow. You cannot serve two masters. You can't have God over here and the scientists over here. Either you're going to trust the scientists, trust them. Either you're going to trust God, trust him. But you cannot be like this, like a windshield wiper. Well, I'm going to do this because they say do it. But I'm still trusting God. Listen here. Let me go back. The astrologers could not determine the king's matters. The Chaldeans, the sorcerers, could not determine the king's matters. They admitted no man on earth can help you with this. It's no one on earth can help you with this. Meaning no God in the flesh can help you with this. No. They admitted it. So when Daniel heard about this, he said, oh, now, it's time for the king of kings and the Lord of lords to step in. It's time for the God that I know to step in. They already admitted what they don't know. But I know a man who knows everything. So look what Daniel did. And because God knew his heart, see, it's about your heart. Now, I want y'all to understand Let's quit lying to God and going to God and trying to get quick fixes, but your heart is not towards God. Your heart is about, this is what I want, so I'm going to go to God and pray about it, and God's going to give it to me. See, that's ignorant going to seed. Why am I saying that? Because I just said everything you need is in your spirit. God has already given it to you. Your problem is you don't know what you have, so you can't use what you have if you don't know what you have. That's why I'm telling you, you have the spirit of wisdom in you. Everything that you need to know about in life is already in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. The wisdom that God gives you show you how things should be. That's why when you go in Proverbs, I'm going to go there. The Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. Let's start there. Wisdom is first. It's the beginning of all things. It's the chief of all things. He said, but in all you're getting, get understanding. Now I'm going to go to understanding, but I'm going to talk about wisdom a little bit. When you grab hold to God's wisdom, God's way of being, God's way of doing, it's going to work for your good. Because everything that God does is good. It's not going to be outside of his wisdom. The Bible tells me that God created everything in his wisdom. 
Every animal was created by the wisdom of God. Heaven was created by the wisdom of God. Everything was created by the wisdom of God. So why wouldn't you go to a God who created everything in wisdom to get wisdom? Hello, somebody. Why are you thinking that man is more wiser than God? Come on, I'm going to transform your thinking according to the word. See, we depend on man because we think that man went to get all of this education. I'm not knocking the education. I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm not knocking education. Don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking it. Some of us need all the help we can get if we ain't going to take it from God. Now, we need it. Some of us do need it. But you don't put worldly wisdom above God's wisdom. Because worldly wisdom is just where the world is. God is above that. Let me tell y'all something. Check this. The devil don't even know what God's going to do. He can't even tap into the wisdom of God. First Corinthians chapter 2 tell you that. If the devil had a known, he would not have crucified Jesus. Come on. He can't. And, and look, 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 look. If man is full of the devil. Why are you going to trust what man said? He can't tell you nothing about God. If he's full of the devil and he don't have God, he don't have God's wisdom. So why are you sitting there and saying, hey man, what you think I need to do about it? Well, I think you need to get high. You know they already made it legal for them drugs. and You get you a high, you can think better. You get, you get more relaxed, you get yourself a high. The higher you get, the higher you go in him. I done tried it. God telling me all kind of stuff. I'm creating all kind of stuff. I'm so high. Getting rest like I never had before. Got to come like I never had before. Now I can hear better. I can see better. Them familiar spirits. Tapping into the devil. But then you try it. Because you trust him. He your friend. He your friend. He tell you nothing but the truth. He always been there for you. Give me some of that. Woo! I feel good. Mm-hmm. So you keep trying it and keep trying it. And then you're talking more about Jesus than you ever talked about it. And everybody believe in you. Ooh, do you see how much they know the word? They ain't nothing but the devil. They, why you said that's the devil? You just jealous because they quote more word than you quote. Okay, keep following that. See where you end up. So what I'm telling you is, we do not put the wisdom of man over the wisdom of God. Because that's not God. It says that wisdom is the principal thing. That's the beginning of all things. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So when we fear God, guess what? When we honor God, when we worship God, and what we do... And how we do it, we have an awe of God. How can I have an awe of God? How can I fear God? The more time I spend with him, the more honor I'm going to give to him. Because I'm knowing him as my father. We're developing a relationship. 
So as I'm developing my relationship with God, I'm worshiping him in spirit and in truth. I'm not going outside of what God want and how God want it because I know him as my loving father. And I know he knows what's best for me. So I don't go the way the world goes. I worship him the way he need to be worshiped according to his word and not coming in here on Sundays and get to the last songs that get real slow and say that's worship. That's a part of worship. But lifestyle is worship. The way you live your life is worship. You don't go outside of God. That's wisdom. And the more you get to know God, the more you're going to be acting in wisdom and not as a fool. When you act outside of wisdom, you become a fool. And some people don't even know that they're acting like fools. I'm going to be honest, because if God tell me to tell you something, and I'm telling you, and you ain't taking it, you acting like a fool. But people think, oh, you think you know everything. I know what God know, because he's in me. I'm in the word of God. I know what ain't going to work, because God told me ain't going to work. But go and try it for yourself now. Go on. You know everything, go go try it for yourself. Spend your little money because you ain't listening because you're full of pride. You think you above God. God is sending somebody to you to tell you that ain't going to work. I, I use me. I'm talking about wisdom. Remember I told y'all that I had them AirPods and everybody was telling me they couldn't hear me. My husband told me, my daughter told me, my son probably told me in a way without telling me. But they all told me, Apostle told me, you low. And in my mind, I'm like, y'all low. I hear y'all fine. It's y'all phone. Y'all need to check y'all stuff out. But if you got so many people telling you the same thing, that's a stop sign. For you to get in your place and say, wait a minute now. It's too many people telling me the same thing. Something ain't right. Because it's coming from too many with the same thing. So I stopped and. I said, okay, remember I told you I called Apple with the AirPods in my ear, and the man was talking to me, and I was telling him what was wrong with the AirPods. He said, I can't hear you. I said, Abadol, something wrong with these uh, AirPods. See, I didn't believe it until Apple told me. Listen to what I'm saying. They more important than Apostle, my husband, mature. Apple know about their product. They don't know nothing. Not that I said that about them, but that's what it appeared to be. Apple knew better. I can't hear you. I said, that's why I'm calling you. Something wrong with these things. They went through all the procedures, told me everything I needed to do. Still wouldn't work. Check this out, y'all. I said, Apostle, it's time to get something else because I need these things in my ear because they're so convenient, right? I'm going to be grown. Go get me something else because I got frustrated sister needs frustrated that's right flushed you right flushed it ain't frust it's flushed because everything your face get ready you get upset anyway come back I sound apostle he said you're sounding good I said okay somebody say one night say one night before the king changes everything I'm getting ready to go to bed and I'm hearing the Holy Spirit say Reset your phone. Reset my phone. Research your, reset your phone. I said, okay, I reset the phone. I reset my phone. I'm waiting for it to come back up. He said, now try them AirPods. I said, okay. 
I told my husband, I said, go in the office. I called him, I said, can you hear me? Yeah, you sound good. Where that wisdom come from? Didn't come from Apple, did it? Y'all don't get it? See, I had to listen. See, in your frustration, you don't hear God. The enemy know if I can get you frustrated, if I can irritate you or annoy you, even though somebody telling you the truth, you ain't going to hear that because you're in pride now. You're in self. See, some of y'all right now are in pride and don't think you are. Because if somebody keep telling you the same thing and you're not taking it, you need to ask God. For real. I mean, for real. Some of y'all are asking him, thinking that you're still right. No, you need to go to him and say, God, I'm hearing this too many times. So there's something wrong with this situation. God, I know you will tell me the truth. So, Lord, I need to hear truth from you because it's causing conflict in my house. It's causing things to be wrongly done in my house. So, Lord, I need an answer. And I guarantee you the spirit of wisdom is the Holy Spirit that comes from God to reveal to you, to make known to you what is not known, y'all. And it comes directly from the throne. If you don't spend time with God. God love you so much. He send you people to tell you what not to do. That's how much he love you. And if you still not doing what God is telling you to do, you are a rebel. You are a stiff neck. Meaning that it's going to be my way. You're going into the sin of witchcraft. You're bringing it in your house because you think you know. It's time for us to humbly submit ourselves in these times of crisis because you got too many people telling you this is what you need to be doing. You need to seek God and ask God, what would you have me to do in this time, at this time? The more time you spend with God, you'll quit hearing what somebody else done and you'll only do what God wants you to do. And I'm so tired of people telling people to do something they done and thinking that they're helping those people. Do not tell people to do something you done because if they do it and die, it's going to be on your hand. Everybody is not the same. Every medication ain't for everybody. Everybody have different reactions to medication. Some people can take Tylenol. Some people have to have a leave. Some people blood pressure medicine ain't good for other people. Why do you think that you are, what you call those things where you try them out? They got to use you as a guinea pig. They got to know what your body can take. They're trying you out on different things to know what your body can take. Everybody body ain't the same. Some people can go into a coma with stuff people give them. And they're wondering, why did they go into a coma? Duh, you idiot. You should know, you the doctor. Well, they didn't show me all that in medical school. You got nurses telling doctors. They have, don't give them that. You don't tell me. I went to school this many years. You don't tell me. I'm, I'm going to give you, I'm talking wisdom here. The reason why I'm talking wisdom, some of y'all in here is beat me up right now, but the Holy Spirit got me. Because you in a place right now that you got so indoctrinated with what man is saying, you refuse to hear what God's saying. And I guarantee you, after I get through talking, somebody's going to come up here and try to correct me in a loving way. 
the wisdom of God do not come with age. You can be on this earth for 90 years. You can be wise as the world, but not wise as God. Didn't y'all know Jesus grew in wisdom and knowledge of God? Because it comes from God and not man. You got some older people that is just not wise. Let me tell you why they're not wise. When you get so old, why you got a chain all the way to your belly trying to be cool and can he hold up your own body? Why are you in socks and shorts like younger people and wearing some Jordans? Your day of Jordan is over. Bones cracking. And you're trying to hold up chains and wearing everything on your arms trying to be cool. Who are you trying to impress at 90? Because you're doing wisdom of the world. The wisdom of God will tell you, you don't need to do all that to be who you are in him. You showing them how to be wise in God, not wise in the world. I don't hurt somebody feeling. Now you're trying to hide yourself. When you get a certain age, you want to look good. But you don't want to shine where they don't see God. People need to see God and not you. It's so many people trying to be so much like the world, but I'm going to go there. Lord knows I'm going to show you a scripture so people will know who you're following. We want to follow his way and not the world's way. Wisdom come from God, not from the world. Yes, you are wise the older you get and you have experience, but God can give me his wisdom and it go beyond everything you ever done. Yep, it can. I'm going to show you in scripture. See, if we're in the word of God, we, I can go to my dad because he has experienced things in this world. Daddy told y'all some of his experiences. Lord knows he have us laughing. And he tell us, I can tell you these things because these are the things that I went through. So he given us wisdom concerning the things he went through. But if daddy... If God give daddy some wisdom and even though he went through those things, he can stop in the track and give you something that's way beyond what he even been through. Because he done tapped into the wisdom of God. That's common sense, though, to tell you if you touch a hot stove, don't touch it again. All of us have that kind of common sense. But God is above all of that, isn't he? He's above all that. Now, God's wisdom is going to exceed man's wisdom. I used an example with me with my last child when I had to have an emergency C-section. I'll never forget. Remember, I told y'all they hooked me up to something. Shirley, I don't know if she remember. I was getting so hot. She was rubbing me down with, with um, cool cloths, and I still said I was hot. My temperature was normal. I mean, I was going through. I was burning up on the inside. I'm chewing on ice. And Shirley was asking the nurse, and she said, no, all of it. See, this is what they do. If your vital signs is normal, everything is normal, it's in your head. I knew that wasn't in my head. I was getting ready to check out of here. I knew it wasn't in my head. So I sat there. When everybody left out of my room, I did one of these. I looked up to my heavenly father. I said, Father, there's something wrong. I don't know what it is, and they don't know what it is, but I know you know what it is. And I need help because my body ain't acting right. 
And he said, tell him to unhook that IV. And I said, okay, who can I tell? The infectious doctor that was in the room with me when I had this C-section, because I had a team of doctors, God good. I turned my head, she walking by the door. I said, hey! I said, could you come in for a minute? I said, I'm so hot. I just can't cool off. She ran out the room. And I heard her tell the nurse, unhook her IV now. They unhooked it, didn't tell me nothing. But thank God I got a sister who worked in the nurse's field. And she said, what they have you hooked to? What, what was the name of it? And I told her, she said it was a woman that just died from that. Y'all, I'm going to tell you something. My God loves me. My God loves me. When you talk to him from your heart, that means you humbling yourself. I'm telling you, Miracle Temple, there is something else out here. And they're telling you if you don't do this, you're going to die. They're telling you it's very contagious. That's what they're telling you. But I'm telling you, this right here is above every disease. Right now, some people don't agree with me. Because you know what they're saying? You still got to use common sense. This is above common sense. This is above the five senses. Listen what I'm saying. If you don't tap into this, either way, to be absent from the body, you know you're going to be present with the Lord. So I'd rather tap into this. Because either way, I know where I'm going. The problem is some of us ain't ready to check out. Let's just be honest. I got too much living to do. But if you ain't living according to this, you already dead. You're dead. If you're not living according to God's way of doing, you are dead. You already done checked out. We're trying to live according to the world because we think that the world know everything. No, they don't. No, they don't. It's proven in scripture. Let me go somewhere else. Let me help you out by two or three witnesses. Let it be established. But I think I gave you a lot. Then he began to show me this. Y'all remember um, Solomon, right? This was Solomon in Proverbs saying, wisdom is the principal thing. But in all you're getting, get understanding. Okay? We know knowledge is the data, the facts that you accumulate, right? But if you don't have wisdom, knowledge, no good. And then you got to have understanding of all that knowledge or still no good, right? So we know all of them work together, but wisdom is the principal thing. Guess how David got this? Because, I mean, Solomon, he was taught by his earthly father. David taught him this. David say, son, you need to know the Lord, your God. You need to develop a relationship with him. Why? Because he know that when you develop a relationship with him, you're going to have his wisdom. You're going to know how he does things. So this is David talking to Solomon and Solomon is bringing it back in the book of Proverbs. The reason why Solomon said this is because when we go to, I got it out of Chronicles, but you can go to 1 Kings as well. 1 Kings, the third chapter. It's in 2 Chronicles verses 1. Chapter 1, 7 through 12. God appeared to Solomon. Solomon was going to be the next king, y'all. 
And God asked Solomon, he said, ask what I shall give thee. Let's stop right there, please, y'all. If God showed up in our house and said, ask what I give thee, y'all be asking for millions of dollars. Yes, you would. Lord, pay off my house. Pay everything off, God. It'll take a burden off of me. Pay it all off. But he asked Solomon. He said, Solomon, ask of me. Ask what I shall give thee. Listen what Solomon said. I love this. Solomon said unto the Lord, Thou hast showed great mercy unto David my father and has made me to reign in his stead. Now, O Lord God, let the promise unto David my father be established, for thou hast made me king over a people like the dust of the earth in a multitude. Give me now wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before this people. For who can judge this thy people that is so great? Look at Solomon. He said, all I want, that's all he needed. Y'all better grab hold. Y'all trying to grab hold of money. But you better grab hold to some wisdom. Because money without wisdom is nothing. Don't let the devil fool you. Remember what the devil said. He said, if you bow down and serve me, he said, I'll show you all these kingdoms in a moment. Look, he said, in a moment, after a blink of an eye is over. But eternity that God gives you is for a lifetime, y'all. Come on, he said, in a moment, I'll show you. Um, blink your eye, there it is, it's gone. But what God gives you is eternity. It lasts forever. So why would you accept what the devil has? So Solomon said, just give me wisdom. Just give me knowledge. I cannot go in or come out without having this. I need to judge these people rightly. Guess what God did? Because he asked for wisdom from above. God didn't only give him wisdom, but he gave him riches. He gave him all of these riches. So look what happened to Solomon. I have to read it. I'm not going to. Go fast because some people are ready to go. I want to read it. Y'all don't think I know. If you're ready to go, I'm not offended. Just leave. But I'm not cutting God off because this is so important. I wrestled too hard not to bring this word. I know the hour is getting late. Please, if you have to leave, leave because I feel it. Verse 11, and God said to Solomon, because this was in thine heart. See, it's a heart thing. It got to come from the heart. And thou hast not asked riches, wealth, or honor, nor the life of thine enemies. Neither yet hast thou asked long life, but hast asked wisdom and knowledge for thyself, that thou may judge my people over whom I have made thee king. Listen what he said in 12. Wisdom and knowledge is granted unto thee, and I will give thee riches, wealth, honor. Listen at this. Such as none of the kings have had that have ever been before thee, neither shall any after thee have this like. Let me make a correction. This person had taught on years ago. He said there will never be a man on earth that will have wisdom like Solomon. That's a lie. That's a lie. Guess why? Because in Jesus... Hidden in Jesus is all the wisdom and knowledge of God. And who's in you? Case closed. They couldn't have it, but we got it. See, if you don't read your word, you would think, ain't going to never be a man on earth like Solomon. Jesus was on the earth, Jennifer. 
And he came to the earth and he had more than Solomon. Why did you think he said in Matthew 6 about Solomon? Go read Matthew 6 about take no thought for your life. He even put Solomon in there. Come on, because he's making it clear. Now I have come. And now being that I have come and you have accepted me, you got all the wisdom you need in you from me because I'm in the Father and he's in me and all wisdom is hidden in me and you can't have it until you're in me. And then if you got it in me and don't know what you got, it's just like you don't have it. We have wisdom, y'all. So he gave him the wisdom. Then his wisdom was tested in the very same chapter. Well, chapter 3. Kings chapter 3. There was, is it 3 or is it 1? Somebody look that up while we're there. 3 is 3. Okay, listen. It was tested. It was two prostitutes. They had two babies. And one laid on the baby. The baby died. When they got up, they presented this before Solomon. And the woman said, she laid on her baby, the baby died, then she took and gave me the dead baby. So Solomon had to make a decision. So the woman said, we should kill the baby, nobody should have the baby. My baby's dead, let her baby be put to death. But this is what Solomon said, he said, cut the baby in half. Who would have done that? Who would have done that? Come on, this had to be wisdom from above. Cut the baby in half because God knew I'm going to know the heart of the real mother. Oh, my goodness. Y'all better hear what I'm saying. See, man would have said, they wouldn't have said that. But God knew how to get it out. So guess what happened? Solomon said, the, the woman said, no, let her have the child. That's the heart of a good mother. He said, the one that say, let her have the child, she's the mother of that child. When the people saw Solomon's wisdom, the people knew there's nobody wiser than Solomon. Can I tell you something? Because of the God that you serve and who you are in him, being that you're born again, you have wisdom in you that's from above. There's no situation and no problem that God ain't already solved. So if you take the time and get in front of him and say, God, I don't know about this. I don't know about that. But I know you know, oh gracious God, so I need an answer. The Holy Spirit will bring it. He'll reveal it unto you. So this was Solomon. Not through with Solomon. Then the queen of Sheba came. Y'all look at this. The queen of Sheba came in 1 Kings, the 10th chapter. She wanted to see everything she heard. She wanted to scope it out. So here she come with all of her fortune. Everything coming to see Solomon, giving him hard questions. And Solomon began to answer everything that she inquired of him. She admitted that the wisdom that he had was not of this earth. She knew what people were saying about him was true. So she ended up showering him with more stuff. Come on, y'all. When you got wisdom, you already got riches and honor. We trying to go out the riches with no wisdom from God. You have it, but you ain't using what you have. Instead of stopping and saying, God, how would you have me to do this? Y'all, I have gotten in so much trouble with people not liking me because I'm the type of person, if I see you going wrong and God is giving me wisdom for you, I don't care how mad you get, I'm going to say, uh-uh, you shouldn't do that. This is what you need to do. 
But some people that are so proud and think they know and don't want people to know they don't know, they do what they want to do because it's already in their heart. See, God looks at the heart of man, but it's my job when I see my sheep going the wrong way, it's my job to bring you correction because I love you and I'm bringing you wisdom corrects. Wisdom chastise. Wisdom tell you what you don't want to hear at that time. That's when you know a person is in wisdom. Oh, I got to give you this. Again, I'm going to say, if you want to leave, leave now. With the help of the Holy Spirit, I'll cut it off when he said cut it off. But somebody need this. I'm going to tell you how you identify worldly wisdom and godly wisdom. Are y'all ready for this? Look at your neighbor and say, come on, wake up. Ask the Holy Spirit to wake you up. This is how you identify. Go with me to James, the third chapter. I wrestled too long not to give it to you, and I'm going to bring it. James, the third chapter, verse 13 through 18. Listen at this. I'm reading it, Spandit Bible. Are there those among you who are truly wise and understand, insightful, discerning? Then they should show it by, listen at this, living right. Woo! Wisdom is shown by the way you live. Their good life, conduct, lifestyle. And doing good things, their deeds, their works with a gentleness, humility, meekness that comes from wisdom. That's how you identify it. Do y'all hear what I say? The word is telling you this. Then it goes on. This is how a person is not walking in wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy or envy and are selfish, have selfish, selfish ambition in your hearts, do not brag. Your brag and boasting is a lie that hides, that denies against the truth. Or don't cover up the truth with bragging or lying. That kind of wisdom does not come from God. Down from above, that is from heaven, but from the world earthly. Y'all hear that? It is not spiritual. It's natural, soulish, human, life apart from God. Confusion, chaos, disorder, and every kind of evil, evil thing practice. Y'all get it? If you are a Christian, you're bitter. You're envious, you're jealous, you're bringing confusion, you're bringing disorder in the body of Christ, that is earthly wisdom. That's not a person acting in God's wisdom. This is how God's wisdom is. But the wisdom that comes from God above is first of all pure, then peaceful, peace-loving, gentle, patient, considerate, and easy to please or willing to yield or have good fruits. That's from above. When you meet a person that, that's pure. Now we know that we're sanctified and um, saints. We, we're set aside. But in pure, it's got pure motives. It's not acting outside of what God wants you to do. So when you meet people like this that are peaceful, that are loving, that are patient, considerate, and easy and willing to yield, open to reason, that means they're humbling themselves. They're saying, you know what? I could have been wrong. Please forgive me for that. You know they're acting in the wisdom of God. Their lifestyle is different from the world's lifestyle. This wisdom is always ready to help those who are troubled and do good for others, full of mercy and good fruits. It's always fair. 
impartial, honest, sincere, unhypocritical, people who work for peace in a powerful way, plant a good crop of right living, peacemakers who sow with peace, with harvest a crop of justice and righteousness. That's the kind of wisdom we're supposed to be walking in. This is how you find out if a person is really using wisdom from God. They're not going to have envy, bitterness, hatred. That's not God's way of doing. That's not God's way of living. Wisdom is your lifestyle. People are seeing things that you do that's different from the world. Things that are happening right around you, it looks impossible in their eyes to be done. You know that wisdom is coming from God. God's wisdom don't cheat. It don't steal. It don't have his way. Wisdom surrounds love. So y'all, we're going to teach on this. Because the church is falling prey to man's way. They're losing sight of God and they're trying to incorporate God with man's way. God don't need no help. If you're going to trust God, you have to trust him. And if you trust him, God's going to tell you who to go to, what to do, and how to do it. And God's going to be glorified through wherever he sent you. He's going to, come on, wasn't Daniel in Babylon? God went beyond the Babylonians? God showed them I'm God. He wouldn't even eat their food because it was against what he believed. He said, come on, give us 10 days and we're going to show you that we're going to look 10 times better than the ones that's eating from the king's table. He said, nah, that, that ain't right. Nah, ain't no way. But guess what? When Daniel and them showed up, the king knew they looked better than any person in my kingdom. God does things outside of man, y'all. So don't get mad at the messenger today. Because if you're getting mad at the messenger, you're getting mad at God. God is bringing his wisdom in this house. Miracle temple, you need to run off of God's wisdom. You need to quit letting people put stuff in your ear. And you need to go in the word of God. So let me tell you about what was happening in Daniel's time. If they don't want to hear it, don't debate with them. But do not speak something you don't believe that you haven't got revelation on. That's why Paul said, Lord, give them the spirit of wisdom. And revelation knowledge of you. So they will know the hope of their calling. You will not know anything outside of his wisdom. That's why we have it in us. Every situation that pop up. You have wisdom in you for that situation. But we're so quick to get ahead of God. We mess up. And then that's when we really want to depend on God. When we truly mess up. And it looks like there is no hope. God is telling us now, Miracle Temple, it's time to grab hold to the wisdom of God and be ready to apply it to every situation in our lives. Close the door to people who are double-minded. He said, if anybody like wisdom, let them ask of God. That's why, when, how can you ask God for something you don't know you already have? See, I'm at God, I need to pull off of that wisdom that's already in me. I got a situation in my life, God, it don't look good. But God, I need for you to help me with that situation. What would you have me to do? God, I already have this wisdom, but I need for it to be activated in my life. I need to draw off of what I already have. God wants you to draw off of what you already have. And the only way you can do it is through his word. See, some people have been taught wrongly. 
Some people have been taught that you have to beg God. You have to do this or do that to get something from God. God gave you everything you need in you. He said, draw off of what you already have. That's just like drawing out the bank. If you didn't put no money in the bank, why are you up there putting a card in there trying to draw out $10 and you know it ain't nothing in there? You're hoping that something's in there. Lord, send money from heaven. Put it in the bank account. You ain't going to no bank and getting nothing out of no account that ain't in there. Not unless God tell you through his wisdom. I made a deposit in your account. I touched somebody's heart to bless you. Go to the account and pull it out. Now you going to the teller and you saying, I'm coming up here to pull a thousand out of my account. You ain't hoping that it's there. You knowing that it's there because the wisdom of God told you it was there. You write out that slip, pull it out my account. Guess what? Here you go, Miss Bryant. Here's your money. Thank you. I didn't have to go in this fretful or scared. God told me what was going to happen presently. He told me what to do with what he told me. He gave me knowledge and he gave me wisdom to use that knowledge. Y'all come on now. You better know the difference because everybody that say they're wise is not wise if they're not born of God. And if they are born of God and hadn't been in their word to get some knowledge and understanding, don't even listen to what they got to say. Because they're still going on what the world has to say. We have The wisdom of God. Do not let people condemn you during this time. If God has told you not to do something, you stick with what God told you. You don't do it because mama, daddy, sister, brother, whoever's done it. If you believe God, you stick with God. If you don't believe God, then believe man and stick with man. But do not condemn each other because one took a shot and the other didn't. We don't condemn. If you eat shrimp and I don't, I ain't going to condemn you because you eat seafood and I don't. If you wear pants and I don't, I ain't going to condemn you because you wear pants and I don't. Sanctification comes through Jesus, not through your clothes. People need to quit this mess. Whatever you choose to do, do it. I ain't going to tell you but what God is saying. And I never told nobody to take a shot or not to take a shot. That's up to you. I'm just giving you the word. You make the choice through the word. I'm tired of people condemning people. Quit condemning people. If you get hit by a car, don't tell me I got to get hit by a car to be raised up. I ain't going to get hit. Maybe you got lucky. Sure wasn't blessed. (laughs) Uh Uh-uh, I'm not going to do what you do. And quit trying to influence people outside. Come on, quit trying to do that. Be where you are. If that's where you are, that's where you are. But don't condemn me because I'm where I am. And don't try to change my mind because this is who I am. We need to quit that. You have a right to choose. God give you that right. Do you. I'm going to do me. Okay? But I have to teach according to what he says. That's not going to change. The word is true. And when all else fail, the Bible said this is going to stand. I want to be with what's standing. This is going to remain outside of anything else. One thing I can say about my husband, my husband know me. He know me well and I know him. If anything go on in my life, 
He know how I am. And he stands with me, even if he don't understand. Because he know this woman has sense enough to say, all right, God, help me with this. Because, God, people look like you're crazy. People look like you don't know. But God has brought me through too much. He's kept me 20-some years off of a job. Come on, somebody. Don't know if I'm going to get it this week, next week, or whatever week. But if he kept me then, why wouldn't he keep me now? See, I have to go back to where I've been. See, I don't have all them benefits you have in the natural, but I have spiritual benefits. He has blessed me with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. So I have to draw off of those spiritually heavenly blessings and know that God is not going to leave me financially, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, because he's God. He's my father. He loves me. He don't want me down. So he builds me up through this word. He gives me life and he gives it to me more abundantly. He gives me peace in the midst of the storm. I know I have it. So I command it to come up out of me. I know I have the joy of the Lord. So it is my strength. I know I have his meekness, his gentleness, his long suffering. I just need to draw out of what I have. Lord, I need it today. Help me with it. We got to draw from him. But if you haven't gotten there yet, keep your mouth off of other people that are there. God know you love them, but keep your mouth off of them. Quit saying people going to die if they don't do this. If they ain't saved, they're already dead. Jesus made a way for salvation. I don't care how many shots you get, how many pills you take, how many lawyers you go to, how many races you win. If you ain't saved, you dead. That's why it's, it's the urgency of salvation, people. The urgency of salvation, you need to be talking to people about Jesus so they can accept him as his Lord and Savior. So whichever way it go, you know they're going to be with him. That's what we should be doing. We got people out here taking shot after shot that don't know Jesus. That shot cannot save you. It may save you to be here in this incorrupted world. But when it's time for you to go home, who are you going to look up at? What are you going to see? Now is the time of salvation. The first thing you need to encourage people in is Jesus. And do not tell nobody I said don't get no shot because that is not what I said. See, some of people are so hard-hearted, they just twist off. I'm just going to say go back and listen to the tape. No, not the tape. The CD and the live. Go back and listen to it because when your heart is so hard and you put words in people's mouth that they did not say. Come on, y'all. Worldly knowledge is puffed up. So I pray that you got something out of this teaching and we're going to continue with the, the wisdom of God. Because we have it. And it's time for you to draw it out of you and quit depending on somebody to fix something for you. What man fixed don't last. It don't last, y'all. It don't last. That's why year after year you got to keep getting shots. That's the truth. It wear off. It wear off. You got to say, come here. Shoot me.
because it wears off. So you got to keep going back, going back, going back, going back, because that's man's invention. But the word is forever settled in heaven. Amen. So get to know him as father and you will have everything you need to live this life here on earth. Amen. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We give God glory. And I ain't mad at you. I still love you even though you're talking about me behind my back. Even in your thoughts. I still love you with the love of God. That's what wisdom do. Amen. Hallelujah. Can we have the announcements? Because we have an event that's coming up and we want you to know about that event. 